Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. got a treat for you it is your corona edition of mandory's excellent adventure starring coronavirus and me it's pretty cool yeah so i don't know if any of you follow along on the internet or whatever of our lives but uh got coronavirus i probably had it yeah i definitely had it when we recorded the last episode didn't know it yeah you did (laughs) also like how how did you not get it? I might still get it. Uh, like what what are we waiting on? I, it can it can take two to fourteen days to show up. Yeah. Okay. So like, what does that mean? When does it show up for you? When would when when are you out of the woods on getting it from me? Two weeks from Tuesday. 
two weeks from this coming Tuesday. Correct. Wait. What? That doesn't make any sense. That's four weeks. Yeah, because officially you're supposed to you're so you are supposedly still contagious through day 10 yeah which would be thursday no which would be tuesday this day tuesday 10, day 10 is of not symptoms tuesday. of symptoms uh, i see okay so then you have to figure if you're still contagious on day 10 i could conceivably get it from you on day 10 and it could take two weeks to show up from that day oh my god you get what i'm saying I do, but also I don't know. Well, let's talk about like how, what, how would, how would that? Let's say you got it from me. How would we, I don't understand then what we would do because our nanny will not come here if one of us has the Ronas, and I would have to work. Yeah. How 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 would that work? I would just have to take care of him sick. I was talking to a friend of mine who her whole family, she, her husband, and her kid got it. Yeah. She said, she's like, I just put him in front of the TV 12 hours a day. Yeah. Well, also, like, well, that, that works for some kids, but that, that that would not work for Henry because, you know, the second a thing is on that he doesn't care for, he tries to buy something from the Google Play Store. That's true. By hitting the the whatever button on the remote. I mean, maybe he would just be, like, in bed with me and we would watch TV together. Oh, you'd have to watch the same five things over and over and over again. I think you'd I go mean, crazy. I don't think well, you're going to get it. Let's be honest. I don't think you're going to get it from me. I, I don't know. know. You, I know you think you had it and then you tested negative and you were surprised slash annoyed that you all you tested negative. Wait, What? You th- I thought you, I had it. You were like, you were sure that you were like, I already have it. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? When we oh. first were dealing with it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm also really confused why you didn't give it to Henry because like you kiss him good night every night. Yeah. But I didn't cough with on him. With tongue. I'm just no, gross. Don't be gross. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. gross. You're being gross. Sorry. It's not even funny. It's just gross. Okay. Uh, Take it uh, out. I'm not. It's gonna stay there. People will see how you're gross. Um, <laughs> oh, we're recording this on Zoom, by the way. Like we're not in the same room recording this. Yeah, Dory's in her office. I'm in my uh, office outside of the home. Um, I mean, my uh, office that's in the outside area. Anyway, what am I saying? We're talking about. How Henry didn't get it, right? And I'm well. Just... That's the thing I'm trying to figure out, right? This whole like, how, what a viral, what the fuck constitutes a viral load? So the here's here's like my theory. Obviously, my theory, Dory's read about it more than I have because I my, really haven't. My theory is that you you have a mild case, like based on all of your symptoms, you have a mild right. case. Right, seemingly. Luckily. My and I am qualifying this by saying I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor, but this is my anecdotal observation that people with a mild case have less of a viral load. So you're probably not as contagious as someone who has a really bad case, right? So like already you're probably not shedding as much virus as someone who's super, super, super sick. Right. 
So that has to be part of it. I'm also assuming that part of the reason why you got a mild case is because you were masked, like wherever you picked it up, like you had a mask on. So even though it got through your mask or your eyes or whatever, like it probably helped that you were wearing a mask. I'm sure. And also, so, you know, I got, I got tested negative on Friday of last week. And then on Monday I went into work uh, like normal, had the Monday morning test. We should also clarify you didn't work the, the week before work had been called off. Yeah, we were off. Right. But people kept being like, he must have gotten it at work. And I was like, he didn't get it at work. Like, there's, there's, I no didn't way. get it. Well, here's what I'm okay. Well, I'll exp- say the story. You're sort of jumping the punch there. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know how to podcast with you anymore. The rug Rona got me. Where's Kate? Kate. <laughs> Help. Andy. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so I tested negative on Friday from our normal testing. Monday, I tested and I got the result. We didn't, no one gave me the results until Wednesday morning because no one got the results until Wednesday morning, which, as I always have said, is the fatal flaw of our testing system. <laughs> I, were, I worked Monday and Tuesday with coronavirus. Now, I will say, obviously, because the protocols are so stringent at work and on sets. No one got it from me so far. As Dory says, apparently they could get it in seven weeks or something. Look, I'm just telling you what the science says. Okay. Well, the anyway. Average, the average gestation is five days, but it is possible to get it up to 14 days from exposure. Then why would they let me go back to work on the 22nd? Yeah. Because that is, well, that's 14 days after symptoms started, right? I don't know. I'm trying to walk through the timeline here. Anyway, whatever. Point is, I didn't, I had a headache on Sunday. Nothing out of the ordinary. You know, I don't get headaches too often, but I just thought, I don't know, I have a headache. Um, and then I had like some nasal congestion that cleared itself out like sometimes you know that happens at night and i wake up in the morning and i stand up and then it runs and clears out and then it's done and i never hear from it again until the next night or something you did Uh, i remember you saying that you felt like you had pretty bad sinus pressure though from the headache yeah 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 so i thought i didn't know i mean because i had tested on monday and I presumed that the test was negative. I assumed I didn't have corona. But Tuesday night, when I got home from work, I was like, oh, this sinus thing is really happening. So I'm going to go to bed really early and uh, see what I can do with uh, NyQuil and some tea and go to sleep. And then I woke up. Fairly early in the morning. Wait, like, you forgot about what happened Tuesday night. This is what I'm talking about, Tuesday night. But you, you already talking? got to when you woke up in the morning. You forgot about Henry. What happened on Tuesday night? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That wasn't. That didn't really enter into my brain. because It entered into my brain because he... So, Matt got home in time for bedtime, which is rare. Yeah. 
And so we're putting, we're like doing the bedtime stuff, reading the stories. And all of a sudden Matt is like, Henry looks like he's about to throw up. And he's like, but are you about to throw up? And then he was like, like everywhere, projectile vomits everywhere. So, you know, we put everything in the washing machine. Matt's cleaning up with, with carpet cleaner. And I'm like, oh God, it's still like, even once everything was cleaned up, I was like, smells still smells pretty bad in here and you were like i can't smell it yeah i couldn't smell anything i was cleaning up his vomit no problem he puked a little bit on me he you know because I, I i'm like him. oh god this is awful <laughs> when when the baby pukes somehow henry ends up in my hands so i am the one who deals with the actual vomiting baby and the cleaning up of the vomit but at this time around yeah, I didn't, it was, yeah, Tuesday night was when I noticed I didn't have any smell. Uh, okay, so, I thought I had a cold. Yes. Then I didn't, then I couldn't smell anything. Right. And then I Then feel I like, woke up. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. What, what, no, tell me what else happened to me. No, go ahead. Please. No, go ahead. Come on. No. Go ahead. Had tea. I went to bed early. Then I woke up, and then I was supposed to be at work at 6.30 in the morning for a COVID test. I got up, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm weak. I don't feel like I can move. I'm putting on my getting dressed, putting on. I'm like, this is uh, not going great. I don't think I should go into work. Dory's like, I don't think you should go into work. It was like 6.30, and I was like, it's already 6.30. I was supposed to have a COVID test at 6.30, so I was like, maybe I should get tested to make sure I don't have coronavirus. I'll just get in the car. I'll go get a test, and then I'll go home. Driving, driving. No, you forgot about the notification on your phone. Oh, I had gotten a notification on my phone. <laughs> At some time in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning or something, that said uh, something to the effect of. It said, of, like, the California Department of Health has been notified of the results of your recent coronavirus yes. test. But it didn't say, like, you were positive or you were negative. It just yeah, said it didn't you've been say notified anything. of the results. Yes, California Department of Health was notified of your recent COVID 19 test. This is actually, this is Tuesday night at 7 48 p.m. Oh. This came in Tuesday night. Wow. You must have missed it. I must have missed it because it was 7.48 p.m. and I was probably like almost in bed. Because you had COVID. Was charging. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't know what was happening. Whatever. I got up in the morning, decided to not work but drive to go get a covid test and then on my way to get the covid test my second second alana she called second second ad uh pretty much the person that runs the you know what time base camp everyone needs to get to work and all this stuff and uh, she she called and i answered the phone and i said hey alana do i have covid and she's like <laughs> Yeah, your test was positive. I was like, thought so. Okay, thanks. 
and uh, and then I just went drove home because I didn't need a test anymore. I had COVID. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And then and then I started to, then I told Dory, I was like, guess guess what? <laughs> I called her. I said I've uh, I had COVID. I got it. Monday's test was positive. Uh, and uh, guess I'll come home. Dory's like, wear a mask when you come home. I'm like, yeah, obviously. And then we, I'm trying to remember. Like, I feel like I put Henry to bed Wednesday night. You did with, with a, in you. a mask. We were, we yeah, were both I had masked. a mask, uh, and I put Henry to bed with you. Um, and then. You moved into the guest room? You moved into his playroom? Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. I don't remember Wednesday and Thursday very much. You came home and I had like set up a COVID station for you in our bedroom. And I'd grabbed yes. I'd grabbed like some of my stuff and like my toiletries and pajamas and stuff and taken them out of our bedroom. Um and it was just like, Okay, you're staying in the bedroom now. Yeah. I was going to stay out here in my office. But then Dory was like, there's no bathroom. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was also like, there's uh, also no bed. Yeah, I know. I could have like, made do. A sleeping bag or something. But like, you have COVID. Like, I didn't. <laughs> there's no there's no real heat in there. Like, I just, I was like, this, this is when you need to be comfortable and not uh, like, sleeping in a sleeping bag on a on a tile floor <laughs> don't be ridiculous uh, there's a rug in here okay. anyway um and then essentially from that point so dory got tested dory took henry to get tested at children's hospital this is i believe on wednesday oh i talked um, to his pediatrician we did like a telemedicine appointment and she was like okay i'm gonna write you like a lab order to take Henry to get tested at Children's Hospital because you can't just like show up at Children's to get tested. You either have right. to be like having surgery there or your doctor has to send you. Yeah. So Henry then uh after, based on his 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 vomit episode, we were like, Oh, he probably this is probably how the baby gets COVID. This is like the baby and it, COVID. Yeah, his symptom. pediatrician was like vomiting is a sign of covid in children so you're like okay here we go but now the reality of it is he just fucking projectile vomited everything in his stomach coincidentally what's funny is like (laughs) it was like it was i heard the door close i heard holly leave and then i looked at henry and then he threw up like it was like (laughs) it was just like it just happened like the second she was out the door he he projectile vomited poor guy was screaming oh he was so upset um but anyway he had like snot coming out of his nose i felt so bad for him little dude dory tested negative henry tested negative holly tested negative then at work they shut down production because I had gotten it and because I am in video village and in contact with all the actors all the time, they were like, they shut it down. Everybody who was close to a close contact with me 
had to get rapid tested on Wednesday, in addition to the regular test. And then they shut down production probably like, you know, 8.30 in the morning. And uh, and then they test, everybody tested on Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they test tomorrow morning, obviously. But in all those tests, nobody else is positive. I think you have a really mild case. And you, I mean, you're still super like masked and goggled and everything when you're like talking to actors and stuff. No, I know, but like I'm just saying, like I'm just letting every like I'm sure people are wondering, yeah, what happened at work, yeah. Um, so that's what happened. You're not the typhoid then, Mary of of your show. I'm not the Sony typhoid Mary, um, but I can't. I won't be able to go back to work until at the earliest Friday of next week. Um, in the meantime, I don't, uh, I've been, I just want to say for the record, Dory's done an amazing job of just uh, taking care of Henry for the entire time. Um, and occasionally taking care of me by getting, by dropping Gatorade off at the door. Um, and you know, boy, oh boy, it's a good thing you turned in your book, huh? That's sarcasm, right? Didn't you turn it in on the 15th? No. How how the fuck was I supposed to turn it in? <laughs> Didn't you tell me you were done? I was. I said I was done doing the paper edit, but I still have to put in all the changes. Oh, I didn't even know. I'm not that. done. I, I haven't turned done, it in. Done. I. I've, oh, Dory's book was due the 15th. I've, I've Dory, been like I don't know how she's going to be able to do anything. To, to you know get stuff it's very done here and there. Difficult. But like, us because we don't have any family out here we have no help right now uh dory is essentially taking care of henry on her own because i can't go near them so i'm like in the bedroom you know napping constantly napping yeah it's really it is a tiring disease i will say that and it's not like it's just fatigue. It's just, yeah, I just feel so tired. And then I think all, all the, you know, I take so many naps that like bedtime comes. I don't, I can't fall asleep till two in the morning. I got you some melatonin to take tonight. Okay. That should help you fall asleep. Um, but I mean, that's, that's pretty much, that's, that's the COVID adventure that's happening right now at the house. I've got it. Dory and Henry so far don't. Dory's been taking care of Henry all by herself and also making sure I don't die. Um, and somehow recording episodes of Forever 35. So, And trying to finish the edits of my book and write a freelance piece. And yes, she took on a lot of work. And uh, Thankfully, yeah. I had filed another freelance piece the day before we found out you were positive. I really just wish that we had a family member nearby. I do someone too. who could take Henry. Yep. I really, really am so, I'm so, uh, I feel very guilty about not being able to help. Um, well, you shouldn't feel guilty. I do. I feel very guilty. I'm I really wish you I could you help you and help him. Um, feel like i'm missing big parts too because he just seems to really have mastered the high-pitched scream 
in the last couple of days. Like it really that I hear and the his 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 very heavy footsteps. I don't know how such a light baby He does thump person. around. <laughs> he really and it's like so fast yeah. too. <laughs> That I just, I just, all I hear constantly is. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh God, he would be so annoying to live underneath. Like if we had a, we were in an apartment building or something. Having lived underneath children his age, I can tell you it's very annoying. I have lived underneath children as well. And you just never really think about it until you actually have the child in front of you. And it's just like, I don't know why he needs, he runs everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. He needs to get everything done by running. Yep. It's very funny. Uh, But yeah, long story short, uh, I I think uh, I'm getting, I'm getting over it, hopefully. Tired. And, uh. We uh, should take a break. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, everyone. We are back. Here's the deal. Matt really only had energy to record that first portion of the podcast. So I'm going to be doing the rest of it myself so I don't know how this is gonna go it could be great like what if it's actually the best episode of excellent adventure that we've ever recorded because it's just me wouldn't that be funny don't tell Matt it might make him feel bad but um I'm gonna try to make this as as entertaining as I can but it might not be as long as a quote-unquote real episode of the show so please cut me some slack it's just me my husband has covid i'm taking care of a 21 month old and trying to do like three jobs so i'm a little drained i really you know i feel like i'm usually pretty good about handling stuff like managing my stress and I can I can multitask and take on a lot but but this is this is really this is testing me I will say it it came at the the worst time like literally the worst time it was one of those things where I had made this plan for myself of how I was going to get all the work done that I had to do and it was one of those things where like everything had to go perfectly or it wasn't going to work and like not only did everything not go perfectly, but everything went to total shit. So not only am I not going to finish both of the things I needed to finish, I'm almost definitely not even going to finish one of them. So I'm like, okay, well, this is life. This is the way it is. If I didn't have the work stuff, it would be stressful but manageable because I can handle taking care of Henry. Like it's exhausting. Yes. But like I can handle it. It's, it's the taking care of Henry on top of still having all my work stuff on top of worrying about Matt on top of worrying about whether I'm going to get COVID, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is just like, Holy shit. Um, I will say people have been very kind a few like random people, a few people have just like sent us food, which has been amazing. And like some, everyone says, let me know how I can help. And I'm honestly just like, I don't know. Like that's, that's like too much 
for me to think about. But when people are like, hey, there's a Postmate coming to your door in an hour with a bunch of food from this place. Just wanted to let you know. I'm like, oh my God, I love you. You're the best person in the world. So now I'm like, note to self, the next time I have a friend going through something tough, I'm not going to ask them how, how I can help because that just like makes them do more work. I'm just going to be like, hey, there's food coming. Don't worry about it. <sighs> it's kind of crazy how like you only learn this stuff until you are going through hard shit. Mm. That's deep, huh? All right. I'm going to read some emails. Let's see how I respond to them on my own. Again, don't tell Matt if, if you think that this is like better than a regular episode. And also don't tell me if you think it's really so much worse than a regular episode. Okay. First of all, we had a bunch of people saying, take a break from podcasting if you need to take a break. And really appreciate that sentiment. Um, the podcast stops for, for no man. <laughs> Actually, that's not totally true. There was, I'm trying to remember, there was some time, maybe when I was really sick during my first trimester, where I was like, I can't do the podcast. We have to rerun an episode. Anyway, it's, it's happened, but we really do try to like make it happen for you guys. I don't know. All right. Um, Fallon writes, just saw your Insta stories. I know how scared Matt was of getting COVID, how methodically careful you all were. And I just wanted to say, I'm thinking of you all, how absolutely horseshit this all is. And I hope you recover soon, Matt. Love and health to the whole fam. That is from Fallon in Minnesota. No hot dogs. They are disgusting. Kind of with you on that, Fallon. 1,600 square foot apartment with my husband and cat. Love the square footage talk because I work in property management. <laughs> well, well, well. All right. Um, anonymous writes, I saw the news on IG. Wishing Matt quick recovery, negative test for everyone else. Listening to the podcast, I know you both take COVID seriously and take precautions. They sound very similar to what we are doing. I work from home. Husband goes out into the field but wears a K95 mask and stays away from people as much as possible. We occasionally will take our two-year-old to an empty furniture store. She will wear a mask the entire time near clothing, bleh, near closing or similar on a stir-crazy rainy day. We don't socialize, dine out, go to childcare, etc. Again, similar to your level of precaution, which I would rate as high. So it is surprising that Matt contracted it. You mentioned having your nanny back recently. Do you think that's where he caught it? Sorry if prying. But I think hearing about your experience firsthand is super helpful to listeners for us to reevaluate our own behaviors. Thanks, Anonymous. Um, I don't think he caught it from our nanny. Our nanny has taken three negative tests in the last like two weeks and has never had symptoms. So unless she has an undetectable asymptomatic case, it seems extremely unlikely that he got it from our nanny. And I would also, also he is around our nanny the least. Henry is obviously around the nanny much more, and then I'm around the nanny, Holly. She has a name. Um, more so of all the people to get it in the family, if she had given it to him, like to us, th that seems very uh, unlikely to me. Um, mm, I mean, the answer is we don't know. Um, 
he here's the thing he had been wearing kn95s all the time on set and then you know anytime he would go to like the grocery store or something but then last week was it last week two weeks ago i don't know i've lost track of time he got these like fancy cloth masks that he ordered from i don't know where and he started wearing those so there was that he's wearing cloth masks and then he'd also gone to guitar center at some point i don't remember how long he was there but i think it was more than like a quick in and out so my money is on guitar center but i don't i have no proof of that and there's no way we will ever know but you know we had we know we had no known exposures we have not had any like unmasked gatherings. Matt hasn't seen anyone besides work people. I've gone on a few like masked walks with friends. Matt doesn't even do that. Um, so yeah, it is cruelly ironic that he was the one to get it because he's been so cautious and he's been like, He's been the one, like, making me be more cautious and paranoid. Like, I really wanted to go to, like, an Airbnb at some point and just, like, get away for a few days. Pretty much every single person I know in Los Angeles has done that. Um, and Matt said, no, we can't do that. I don't feel safe. And I was, like, pretty bummed about it. But... You know, I feel like it's a situation where you like defer to the person who in the family who wants to be the safest. So I was like, all right, that's what we're doing. Um, but what's funny is I had said to him like, I don't know, like a week before he started feeling sick. Because um, he'd gone a couple times to like another guitar store. And I was like, you know, I really don't think you should be going to, to the guitar store. Like, it's just, it's small. It, you know, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. And he was like, okay. And he stopped going. But Guitar Center is so much bigger. I don't know. We're just not going to know. I think the TLDR is like, if you can avoid going to stores at all, including grocery stores, you should not go. If your grocery store offers curbside pickup, do that. Because even like getting grocery delivery, it's like still, there's still someone going to the store and getting your groceries for you. Curbside, it's someone who is already working there, getting the groceries and bringing them out. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Anonymous, I don't have the answers. It is just everywhere. And, um... You know, we, we, we just, uh, the only thing we can do is just be super, super uh, mindful. Okay. Going to read a non-COVID-related email. This is from Andrea. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My husband and I have been trying for a baby for the last six years. He's about to turn 37, and I'm 35. January marks the start of our third year of IVF. Prior to IVF, we did four cycles of IUI. During the IUI slash IVF process, 
We've completed an HSG, ERA, Receptiva, and PGS testing, along with all the other standard tests. My husband's sperm is good. I have PCOS and am anovulatory. But aside from that, no known issues have come up from all the testing. I've had three retrievals with a total of eight transfers, none of which had worked. The first four transfers were with non-tested embryos, as we didn't have any indicators that we would need to test them prior. The last four transfers were with all genetically normal embryos. I had a follow-up call with my doctor, and she wants to move on with another transfer. No changes to the plan that we previously used, as the ERA shows receptive and receptiva shows normal. No inflammation. And honestly, I just feel like she's given up on us. We only have two embryos left, and we would be transferring both for this last transfer. But I get the feeling that she's just done with our case and just wants to do this last transfer to get us out of the clinic. We signed up under one of their warranty programs, three retrievals and as many transfers as embryos we get. If I don't get pregnant or have a live birth plus 30 days, we get a large percentage of our money back. Because of this, we aren't able to take our last two embryos anywhere else to get another opinion. My problem is I don't know what else to ask for or changes that I could make that might make this last transfer successful. I've tried all the wives' tales and acupuncture throughout all these transfers, but still no luck. And I feel that if I don't push for more to be done, I'm wasting these embryos and throwing away our last chance at starting a family with a bio baby. I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm essentially writing off this transfer before it's even started while also having a very hard time coming to terms that this could be it for us. My depression is at an all-time high due to infertility, and I'm really struggling. Do you or any of the listeners have any advice for what else to ask for or do in this situation? Appreciate any signal you can put out or advice you can give. Thank you. That is Andrea from Minnesota in a 1,762-square-foot house of a husband in a black lab. No hot dog consumption, but probably six to eight brats. All right, Andrea, the first thing I want to say is I'm sorry. You have have been through the ringer. This is shitty. I mean, I think a lot of people listening have been through a lot, but you've, you've been through a lot, and I see you, and it sucks. Um... What stood out to me, and there are definitely people listening who can speak to this more than I can. I know you said that there was no inflammation, but I'm wondering if you've ever had a consultation with anyone about any immunology stuff, like autoimmune stuff, because I know there is an immunology protocol for people who have had very similar experiences to yours. And that is something that I would look into I think you should do some research on this. You should see if you can have a consultation with one of these doctors. Talk to them. Talk to your doctor. I think if your doctor is not receptive to this, even though you have this insurance thing with your clinic, I think you should think about taking your embryos elsewhere to a clinic that will do this immunology protocol if the doctor that you talk to says you sound like you could be a good candidate for it. That's the only thing that comes to mind for me. Um, But yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners what they think, if they have other ideas, and I hope we can get you some answers. All right, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to have some water. I'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, I'm back. Um, I usually do like a, you know, pre-production outline of everything that I'm going to read, that we're going to read in the order that I like with like similar emails grouped together. Didn't have a chance to do that today. So it's going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge for this last portion of the pod, but I know you'll bear with me. All right. This was a text. Don't know who it's from. They didn't sign it. Matt and Dory. Just pause the pod to text. Y'all, this has nothing to do with infertility. It has everything to do with everything else. This is a hodgepodge. GBBO started in December with the husband on the final Mel and Sue year, and I've been mourning them for two seasons already. Saw the first Hollywood handshake in season two or very early in season three. When we are finished, it will be time for the Canadian one. I mean, two seasons with that dreamboat Canadian Dan Levy and Cake. What can be bad? Escape to the Chateau, so effing good. This is the reason I stopped the pod. <laughs> Once you're finished with the Strawbridges, head on over to ETTC DIY. Even better than the original in some ways. I was a stage manager till COVID, and my post-COVID plans are to move to France to be a live-in Chateau volunteer. Wow. Okay. Season two has 45 episodes. <laughs> Holy shit. Loved what we do in the shadows. So on your recommendation, I've started Toasts of London. On episode three, I'm not sure if I'm enjoying the style yet. Near the beginning of COVID, I found a 30-minute pretzel recipe. We then started using that dough for everything. Most popular, wrap it around a hot dog and grill it on the BBQ, adding whatever time the dough and cheese around the wiener. Let's just say we ate a lot of hot dogs this summer, maybe two dozen just for me. Your relationship in so many ways is like mine and my husband. So thanks for having therapy every week and recording it for us. Helps my marriage too. Oh, wait, she did sign it. That is from, this is from Beth. With a husband, two cats, and an 11 and a half year old golden retriever who seems to be losing his vision. Aw, buddy. In 650 square feet, not counting finished basement in Edmonton, Canada. And then she adds, I miss Phoebe, especially Phoebe Reads. You and Scott sent me in so many great directions. P.S. There have been many days I haven't gone outside. Don't beat yourself up, Dory. Well, thank you. All right. <sighs> okay. Let's. Uh, see what else is in the old mailbag all right David writes hey Dory Matt Henry and Bo pausing the pod to say yes please give IT crowd another chance it's one of the first things I saw Matt Berry on he's not on he's not in the first few episodes but the show is so great I don't mind there's some classic Matt Berry insanity on that show what episode are y'all on for Toast? Like one of the other listeners said, it, Year of the Rabbit is good too. It's a period show and he plays a detective. Ooh, that sounds right up my alley, actually. I'm sure y'all know, but he also does a voice on Disenchantment on Netflix and that's good too. Okay, just wanted to reinforce the recommendations for Matt Berry shows. There's a lot of great cameos in your future for what we do in the shadows. There's a show in New Zealand only called Wellington Paranormal, done by the same people that I'm dying to watch, like a cop show that has paranormal elements. 
Anyway, longtime listener since the beginning and back to the beginning of Nerdist would love a hostful ID10T episode and crossover listener from Talk Salad, Star Trek Next Conversation, etc. One of the few male listeners with no interest in having kids right now. I did fill out that survey a ways back. Thanks, David, in 3,000 square feet in Texas by himself. David, you have so much room. I'm so jealous. Uh, and he has had one Costco hot dog so far in 2021. Okay, well, you're off to a strong hot dog start, my friend. Okay. We have some more input on British television from John. Hey, Matt and Dory, just heard Matt's disgruntlement at the difficulty in watching British shows. As far as DVDs goes, go, as far as DVDs go, it's not that difficult. I'm not sure about Apple products, but every Windows laptop I've owned comes with the option to change the DVD region. It's limited, but you can do it up to three to five times. I'm in the U.S., but originally from New Zealand, so I have a few Region 4 DVDs. New Zealand and Mexico share a region for some re weird reason. So I have a cheap laptop that I've changed to Region 4 and play my DVDs through that. Oh, that's so smart. If you don't have a spare, grab a cheap used one with a DVD player. As far as streaming British TV goes, the BBC iPlayer and Channel 4 on Demand are difficult because as far as I can tell, you need to create an account with a credit card with a UK billing address. However, you can still watch streaming live TV without an account, but you do need a VPN. I use Surfshark as it's only $30 per year, but many decent VPNs work. The primetime shows in the UK are on between noon and 3 p.m. our time, so it's perfect if you work from home or on days off. Hope this is useful. John the Kiwi. Huh. Well, that was just a, a, a wealth of information. Thank you, John the Kiwi. Um, oh, this is, this is interesting. Okay, this is from Christine. Hello, all. I'm just here to weigh in on all the hot dog talk. A friend works at a local food pantry. They are part of a program where someone, the government, question mark, is paying farmers to give their food to food pantries to distribute. Win-win for farmers and families. They're getting so many donations that they can't give it away fast enough. So she often drops off whatever will be thrown out if it isn't claimed. I live in Wisconsin, so it's a lot of dairy products. Now to the hot dogs. We've gotten so many hot dogs. We get them in packs of 24, and we've gone through several. I have four kids, age 6, 5, and 2-year-old twins, so they've been much appreciated in our house. We frequently cut them up to add to mac and cheese, but my favorite way is slicing them, sticking American cheese in, and wrapping them in crescent rolls. This is kind of similar to what that other person was talking about, the texter, about wrapping them in pretzel dough. Uh, this idea was mentioned this week, and it seemed like you scoffed, Matt. It is by far the best way to eat them at home. Out in public, I would go for a Chicago-style dog, but alas, I don't remember what it means to be out in public anymore. Thanks, COVID. My favorite place to eat a hot dog is in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. The baseball reference bring me, brings me to the why does the food pantry have so many hot dogs to give away question. I think it's because of all the sports being canceled. Fans aren't filling up at stadiums and ballparks, so I'd bet that the nationwide hot dog quota was lower for 2020, thus resulting in unknown numbers of hot dogs ending up in food pantries. I would love to know your thoughts on the subject, and I encourage you to try wrapping a hot dog and some American cheese in a crescent roll. In fact, my six-year-old has taken over making them for us now. Christine, with four kids, one husband, one dog, and a house that feels too small during a Wisconsin winter, too many hot dogs to admit to. P.S. If Henry hasn't heard the hot dog song that is the theme for Mickey Mouse Playhouse, he may enjoy it. Wow. This podcast 
we've gone off in some interesting directions over the years, but this this hot dog thing, it, it has legs I was not expecting. I'll just put it that way. Christine, thank you. Um, I can't guarantee that Matt will try this, but it kind of just sounds like a pig in a blanket with some cheese, which like, I don't know. It doesn't sound too bad. Am I crazy? I don't know. <sighs> okay. Going back to baby stuff. This is from Andrea. Hey guys, I was just listening to episode 310. Came to the part with a newly pregnant listener who's finding herself anxious about her baby. Matt and Dory, you gave great advice. I agree with you that it is normal to feel that way. I did not go through fertility treatments to become pregnant with my daughter. Also, it was very much planned and wanted. Even so, once I was pregnant, I developed that same anxiety. For me, it was kind of like feeling slightly trapped into a situation I suddenly felt I was not prepared for. During that time, I sought counseling to help me work through those thoughts and feelings. I also agree that having a baby and raising a child is an ever-changing thing that you can never be fully prepared for. My daughter is now 12 years old. And we have had 12 years of not knowing what to expect with each new phase and of feeling like we have no idea what we're doing. The best advice that I can give is to know that the adjustment to motherhood is a big change and to be gentle with yourself. If it feels like a struggle at any point in your journey, please know it will be okay and you are not alone. It is a struggle for every parent, especially at the beginning. Congratulations. Best of luck to this listener. Andrea, New York, and 2,000 square feet, two adults, one 12-year-old daughter, one dog, one cat, zero hot dogs in 2021. Hmm. Thank you. That is some good, uh, good advice. Thank you. <sighs> All right. I am going to read an email about Kala. Hello, would Dory share her challah recipe? I'm always looking for a good challah recipe to try. This is from Julia in Austin, Texas, an 840 square feet with one husband, one 15 pound Chuck Meister cat, and currently zero hot dogs eaten in 2021. Household hot dog consumption of 2020 was around 30 total. Hmm. That's a healthy hot dog total. Shout out to Dog House, who has locations across the U.S. and they put their hot dogs in Hawaiian buns. Yum. Ooh, I think they have one in L.A. I feel like I've driven past it. Um, I love a Hawaiian bun. Interesting. Um, my favorite challah recipe actually comes from Smitten Kitchen. If you just Google Smitten Kitchen challah recipe, you will find it. I believe it's her only challah recipe. But yeah, that is the one that I've tried a few other ones. I keep coming back to that one. But once my book is done, I look forward to making challah again. All right, we're going to end with a voice memo about astronomy, Matt's new hobby. All right, here we go. Hi, guys. After listening to the telescope portion of the pod, I thought you might appreciate another astronomy gear tip, which is to get a constellation app. It will tell you or allows you to point your phone at the sky and it tells you what you're seeing. So whether that is a constellation, star, planet, I'm currently using Starwalk 2 and really enjoying it, though I'm sure there are other great options out there. And one tool I think 
you would appreciate, especially given something Matt said in the last episode, was that you can search. So if you want to know where Venus is, you use the search function and it will point you towards Venus in the sky. So right now, Venus is in the low southeast sky for me, though it is daytime, so I can't see it. Anyway, this is Allison in North Carolina. Thanks for making the pod. And I've had eight hot dogs in the last year because you guys kept talking about them, so I had to go buy a pack. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that tip. Thank you all for listening to this highly unusual episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Um, I did not get Patreon names together for this week. We'll do extra next week. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you to everyone who has sent well wishes and, and thoughts and very much appreciated. And um, yeah, stay safe out there. All right. Bye, everyone.